Welcome to the Harvest Center. Harvest Center. The 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 Harvest Center. Welcome to the Harvest Center. We're glad you're here today. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you here today. Uh, and as well, I personally am very happy today because we got Samuel from Uganda among us. Yeah. So um, Ken later on will do a proper introduction of him, uh, as he knows him, of course, much better than I do. We just met literally this morning, so it was interesting because Samuel just met another Samuel, um, and uh, we, we we were talking that we just missed the third Samuel that is in London. You know, the the, the other Italian one who came to speak here a few weeks ago. So a lot of Samuel. Good, good, good. Nice, wonderful name. Please come through so we can start. And uh, I just want to uh, start by reading a scripture. And uh, I think is, um, uh, you know, we would like to invite you to pay attention to this scripture. Because, you know, sometimes what happens is we go to church on a Sunday morning, but we carry with us uh, loads. We carry with us situations. We carry with us... Um, difficulties sometimes, we had a, good, a hard week, and therefore, you know, there is that difficulty in connecting with God. And I just want to read uh, something um, to all of us today, a reminder. A reminder, it comes from 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. It says that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and He will forgive us our sins and, purifies, and purify us from all unrighteousness you see what happened that sin sometimes gets on the way in our life it gets in on the way between us and God I don't know if you ever found yourself in that situation where uh, you know uh, we sometime you know we find ourselves in uh, doing something or saying something and it's like oh, I should have not done that I should have not said that uh, I should have not reacted that way and somehow this small issue, you know, comes in between us and God. And then is an obstacle, it becomes an obstacle for us to, uh, to have that open channel with the Lord. But as, just we, as we read just now, you know, that if we confess our sin, He's faithful to purify us from all unrighteousness. So therefore, I want to invite all of you this morning, as we are approaching a time of worship with the Lord God, if there is any uh, sin in your life that needs to be confessed, if there is anything in your life that this morning is stopping you from worshiping God, just open your heart, open your, your mind, just uh, say, Lord, forgive me, Lord, have mercy over my life, and guess what? He is faithful. He will forgive you. He will, you know, make you righteousness. He will make you righteous again before Him. And you will be free to worship His name today. You will be free to open your heart. You will be free to experience what God has prepared for you today. Amen. Why don't we all stand? And uh, we're going to have a time of worship together. And uh, uh, we're going to have a good morning today. Uh, not because of what we're going to do. Not because of... Uh, anything uh, special but because the lord is here with us the holy spirit is among us the word says where two or three are gathered in my name i'll be there among them do you believe that can i see your hand do you believe that the lord is present here 
among us? Do you believe that the Lord wants to touch your life? Do you believe that the Lord has prepared something special for you this morning? And Lord God, we come before you as we gather together today. We come before you because you are a faithful God. Because you loved us to the point today you gave your life for each one of us you died on the cross for us thank you lord because today we stand forgiven before you thank thank you because today we stand before you as children as friends lord god thank you because you are among us thank you because you prepared something for us and i just want to pray that you will you know give us the faith to receive what you prepared to us but as well for us but as well give us the the strength the courage to act on your word on your spoken word in our lives so we we worship you today we lift your name lord god you are wonderful we thank you in jesus precious name amen hallelujah hallelujah and uh i i think there is uh, someone among us here this morning and you're wondering about the words we just sang you know we sing we sang about the love of jesus uh, the love that goes beyond anything else. How wonderful is your love for me? And you're wondering, perhaps, what are they singing about? Let me tell you something. God loved you so much that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you. So I don't know if you have children. How difficult and how painful would it be for a father, for a mother... To give their own child to send their own child to death would you ever do something like that probably not but god knew that to give his son was the only way that he had to reach out to you that's why his love was so strong for you that he gave his son jesus christ for you to die on the cross for you it was a terrible moment when Christ died on the cross. A painful moment. And yet, he did that for you. Three, day after, three days after he resurrected for you. So that today, if you call upon his name, he's going to reveal himself to you. He's going to change your life. He's going to transform your life. He's going to do a wonderful job in you. That's why we were singing about the love of God. Amen. Amen. Please do take your seat for a moment. We do have a testimony from Lee. Good morning. Okay. I wanted to share um, something about how the impact or how God's word can impact us if we allow it. So kick back, relax, because I'm going to be here for a few minutes. Okay. So um, just to give you a bit of a background for those, well, some of you will have journeyed with me in my mental health journey. Um, but for those of you who don't know, I, um, for years, most of my life actually, I've battled against anxiety, depression, negative thoughts and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I have had breakthrough in those areas. So I, I spent a couple of years away at Bible school and doing missionary work and come back completely changed. But coming back to like familiar, or, you know, where I used to live, doing my old job, it's so easy to fall back into familiar mindsets. Um, and, um, yeah, so over the last probably few months, um, I've really 
been battling anxiety again and um, especially in the mornings I'd wake up um, and my yeah I'd be anxious about the day and I'd be walking the dog and instead of like just enjoying you know the, the greenery and the sound of the birds and everything I'd be worrying about the day and you know what was going to happen and then I'd get to work and I'd be anxious and I had a real fear about getting things wrong making mistakes and upsetting people and it, it really you know it was getting to me anyway last weekend Rob wasn't here Rob was away and I knew I didn't have to be here early and I woke up feeling pretty low and I thought you know I'm not going to go to church today and then there was something in me I thought you know what I'm, I'm going to go and I got here and then and um, did you know worshipped which was good and then Anna got up to preach and she said, um, you know, I'm going to preach on God wanting to do something new. So um, my ears pricked up because I'm all for that. I love, you know, embracing new things and what God wants to do. But you know, have you ever had listened to a preach where you think that it's been written for you? Like they're saying it and it's like, you know, and everything Anna was saying, um, it was just like she was speaking to me. And she even said that there's some of you here that have woken up this week anxious about the day. And I, yep, you know, that's me. Anyway, so, you know, she was preaching and, you know, I was taking it all in. But at the back of my mind, I was thinking, yeah, you know, I've, I've heard all this. I've done this before, but I need to take action. I need to do something. So um, I'm reading this book at the moment called Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. And he talks about ruts and trenches okay now a rut is something that is worn down um and so like there's one when i go for my dog walk there's um, a rut like some people have walked and made this rut this pathway to the field um, and even if i haven't been there for ages i kind of still when i go back i take this pathway because it's what i know but then so then he talks about trenches and the difference between a rut and a trench is that a trench is um, intentionally dug for a purpose. So in this book, he's saying about um, we have to kind of get move away from the ruts and dig the trench of God's truth. So when Anna was preaching, she was preaching on Isaiah 43, and it said, which she said about, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. And I mean, it's one of my favorite verses, and I've heard it, but, you know, last week I was right, I need to draw a line under this. I need to forget the past. I need to forget the former things. So, um, and then I've written in my book in big capital letters, like, um, today is a new day. Today is the day. So, and it, what I wanted, what I'm trying to share really is just the impact of God's word when you allow it to, because I've heard all these things before. But last Sunday, I made a conscious decision to just to leave all that behind and move forward and i tell you what this week i've been going on my dog walks i've been listening to the birds singing i've been enjoying the greenery and even my work day has just been so different and it's because i've you know if you grab hold of god's truth it's remembering who we are what he says about us because that's all that matters it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about us what anybody else says about us it's what he says and what he thinks that matters so if anybody is just, I just I guess want to encourage people, if anybody is struggling with that, just read the word, find a verse, and declare it over yourself. You know, um, that you, you, know, you are God's chosen one. He has loved you with an everlasting love. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, there's so many nuggets in that Bible. So find them, um, 
do declarations and build a, a trench, dig a trench of God's truth. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, I love to hear stories of people when uh, they get uh, changed uh, by the Word of God. It's like it's just amazing because that's why the Bible that we have is so important. And maybe you were not here last Sunday. You're like uh, suddenly curious. Oh, I would like to, to hear what Anna shared. Uh, there is a podcast that you can download from the church where you can listen uh, when you go to your gym, when you walk or do other things, or you can actually see uh, the, the service online on our Facebook uh, page. Uh, now, before moving uh, to the offering, um, I just want to sh um, uh, share with you a few notices as Sarah is not here, so you will have to hear from me once again. Um, okay, so just to remind, oh, first of all, Anna is not here with me, probably you've noticed. Uh, Joshua was not well, uh, he has stomach bug, so he was not well throughout the night, he was being sick, so um, Anna is at home with the kids, but she sends uh, her loves. Um, now, and she reminded this morning about the parenting group. Uh, so if you are a parent here or a parent-to-be or you would like one day to be a parent or maybe you just want to know a bit more about godly parenting, uh, we are running a parenting group in June, uh, every Sunday night for four Sundays, uh, every Sunday night of June, 7 p.m. here in church. Uh, every uh, Sunday, every week we will speak about uh, a different uh, topic about, um, you know, parenting. So uh, please do attend. You know, we... Um, I think that we will, we will hear from, you know, parents, uh, people who've been parents and they are now, uh, you know, um, for, uh, I say, um, moved on with their lives, but still have got so much uh, experience to share with, with us. And, and I, I think we, we live in a world where it's important to understand uh, where God wants us to stand, you know, when it comes to parenting our children, because there is so much going on out there, uh, so much... Um, uh, what I called um, um, teachings that really come from the pit of hell, uh, parenting advice that really have nothing to do with God's word. So please do come along, uh, take part. Uh, it's going to be uh, great. It's going to be amazing. Then, of course, we got a life group starting in the first. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you can. they can come, I guess so. We'll arrange something for them. I don't know. Well, I didn't ask this to Anna. Anna's organizing it. So, uh, yeah. Don't quote me on that. Uh, oh, we've got something here. Life groups. So starting in the first week of June, um, please do sign up for our life groups. This is a way for us to, uh, to be in touch as well throughout the week. Um, there are different groups uh, taking place in different times and different days. Uh, you can see a list there on the screen. Um, you can see a table at the back with four uh, papers where you can actually uh, sign up for one of the groups. Um, and that's a way to, uh, to grow in, together in the Lord, to get to know each other better. They are very in, um, informal as a setting. If you don't know what our life groups are, we just gather together a handful of people and we just you know, learn more about the Bible, have a coffee together, have some fun and chat together. Uh, now, you can see the options there. Uh, I'm not going to read uh, through them. Uh, but you can find them as well on the website, so you can sign up as well uh, from our website. Um, and please do uh, sign up for one of the groups. It's so important. Fellowship is so important to get together. Uh, do not neglect the fellowship of the saints. Uh, the Bible says, so uh, make a point uh, to sign up to one of these groups. Um, as well, we have um, an outreach in June, just a reminder, happening on the 3rd of June. 
um, probably you've seen some leaflets in the in the calf. Um, if you haven't, just grab all the one. Uh, we've got plenty of them. Um, it's just a family fun day. Um, Saturday, the third of June, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, we're just gonna do uh, a fun day. So with a bouncy castle, games, activities, crafts for the kids. We're gonna open our cafe as well. Um, so it's, uh, it's gonna be a nice day. And let's hope that uh, and pray that we're gonna have a good weather. Uh, but if you have anybody that you know, maybe a neighbor or friends that uh, perhaps you think they would be interested to come, just feel free to grab hold of a few of these and just give them out. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good uh, for those who are helping out, setting up everything. We will meet at nine o'clock here in church a couple of hours before. Um, and then uh, the different people who lead the different activities uh, are asking just to gather a team around them. Uh, so those who do the calf, the cakes and the games outside. Um, and then just, um, you know, um, speak to them about all the details. Uh, now, uh, for this outreach, like we like also happened in the past few years, we're going to have a group of students from the IBTI. Um, IBTI is a Bible college in the south of England. They're going to come and to help us out. It's about eight students and three members of staff. Um, I'm looking for people who could accommodate them for one night. Uh, not, not all of them, maybe one or two, depends how many, if you've got any space in your, in your home. Um, I still miss a few students, to be honest. Probably I found uh, a place for half of them, um, for about half of them, but we still need four or five, to place four or five students. Uh, so please, if you've got a spare room, uh, just you know, consider about uh, hosting one of the students. I mean, you can talk to the people who have done it in the past. They are great guys, uh, you know, um, wonderful people. Uh, you will also have a good time of fellowship, you know, with them. Um, and it's not really much. It's just to host them for one night and give them a breakfast um, in the morning, Sunday morning. Um, so please come and approach me if you have a spare room. Um, and please let me know if you can uh, host any of the students. Now, uh, they're going to be with us on the Saturday for the outreach. And then they will join us in the service as well on the Sunday. They will be involved with the music as usual. And they will share, we'll hear a couple of testimonies uh, from them. Now, uh, another important one, uh, Sunday, the 9th of July, we're going to have a baptism service. Uh, a number of, yes, a number of people already asked us to be baptized. Uh, so there is still time if you want to be baptized. Um, and we're not spe speaking here about sprinkling a baby. Uh, we know that sprinkling a baby is not a biblical baptism. We like to do the biblical baptism. Uh, which is a person who believes, an adult who believes in the Lord and uh, makes that choice to follow Christ and ask to be uh, baptized in obedience to Christ. So if you want to be baptized, just come and approach me. Um, on that Sunday, we're going to have as well Colin Cooper as a guest speaker. So we're going to have a good Sunday together. We're going to have a church lunch afterwards. So it's going to be a great day. Um, so please, you know, if you, you know, do come and talk to me if you want to be baptized. As well, I've been asked, this is my last one. Sorry, I'm talking too much. And next Sunday uh, is John's birthday uh, coming up. So uh, Joe Thompson is organizing a birthday party, uh, like afternoon tea after church in the CAF. Uh, so if you are uh, a lady and you would like to join uh, to the birthday party, uh, just, you know, um, maybe communicate with Joe Thompson so she knows about the, the, the numbers. Or Tuval, yeah, or, yeah, come and talk to Val. It's going to be next Sunday, uh, straight after the service. Uh, coming up in June, there is a, a Careful Khufu mission trip, a team of people from the church 
They're going to go in Uganda, and we will hear from Samuel in a moment. And um, we, uh, we're running different uh, events there, like a medical day. Uh, so if you haven't given anything yet uh, towards that, you know, towards this mission, this project, and you would like to do so, please do that. Um, we're going to have an offering in a moment. Uh, we're going to give by cash or cards at the back. Um, if you want to specifically something to go towards this project, remember to either to write it down in a piece of paper, an envelope, and to put your cash inside, or let Ileana know, and she will uh, take, uh, you know, keep track of, um, of um, you know, how much has been donated towards this project. And, and as well, we are collecting some children's underwear uh, as the, um, the team has some uh, free space in their luggages. They're bringing some children's underwears there, six to eight is the age. Um, we are still collecting them. I've seen already a couple of bags in the calf. Thank you so much for those uh, who bought uh, those. And, uh, but there is still time. Uh, if you would like to buy some new um, children underwear, uh, just please do so. And then you can just drop them off here uh, when you come next Sunday to church or any day during the, uh, during the week. Okay, I think that was everything. So we're going to have our offering, kids. You can go. Um, and... Um, as I said, if you want to give by cash, there is a basket here. If you would like to give by card, there is Ileana at the back with a card machine waiting for you. Thank you so much. Well, good morning. That sounds good. Now, in Uganda, when people get excited, I have found being, they lift up their chairs and dance around the room. Seriously, it's quite dangerous, really. So, my reason for saying that, if when Samuel comes and preaches, you get excited, you want to dance around with your, dance around with your chair, go to the back of the hall. That's important to show insurance claim. I was in church and someone got excited and beat me over the head with a chair. But anyway, now I've got to tell you the man who's going to preach, Mr. Samuel Elijah Kibbridge. I've known Samuel since 2008, when he was a Bible school student here with us. So we do go back a long way. And therefore you know the cut of the person, you know the measure of the person. We've been working with you since 2009. So the humanitarian work at this church is heavily involved in Uganda. He helps head that up for us in Uganda. We've gone to Uganda a lot of times. And every time he's made it work for us and we've been blessed. So, church, this is your opportunity. You know how it works. If you want something from God, draw it down. You know, if no one else gets nothing, draw it down. Lord, I'm here. Speak to me. What you heard Lee say, speak to me. I want a word. Don't care about the person next to me. I love them dearly, but I need something. And then you'll get according to your faith. Don't you ever walk out of church and say, I've got nothing. The reason you get nothing is because you drew down nothing. So who's excited? Put your hands together. Welcome the man of God. Praise the Lord. I bring greetings from the Chibirigues. Uh, Pastor Jane, Elijah, Jessica, 
and uh, Judy. Also, greetings from uh, KFO Kufu, a village we are doing ministry together with the Harvest Center, and uh, KFO Kufu. I want to thank Pastor Kane, Mama Val, Lynn, Chuck has been to Uganda as well. Of course, I, there are quite a number of people that I know. Uh, back in 2007, I came to UK as a, a Bible school student with Eric. And uh, that led to so many other Ugandans to come and spend time here. The good thing, we are still in touch. Pastor Kane is a, a father to us. Many times, we get to hear from each other. He comes. We do ministry together. And he has given us a global platform. <laughs> um, this Actually, today, about six more Ugandans are coming to UK. That's all through Pastor Ken. We are members of our MFG. And it's really been a blessing to us. But above all, I want to thank you, church, for standing with Kufu. A lot has been achieved. I want to let you know that uh, the money that you put together is helping us to support 300 children every year through school. Uh, since 2012, we have supported a total of 2,500 girls who were once school dropouts and given you know, birth below the age. But all those girls are now doing something because we've given them some skills, some are back in school. So thank you so much for all that. God bless you. Um, of course, we have a mission. You know, since 2009, Pastor Kane has been leading a team to Uganda. And uh, except for those three years of COVID, we've enjoyed their coming. <laughs> Pastor Ken, that young man called Robert, he sent you greetings. You know, the one who used uh, to be drunk. We have a totally transformed community, I want to say that. We no longer meet those drunkards on our way. And those things, people really getting back to life. So we thank God for that. Well, um, Samuel Elijah should be guess my name. <laughs> and I would like to share the word of God with us. Uh, let's look at let's go to First Corinthians chapter 4 and we'll read from verse 16 to 18 That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. 
Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. But the things we see now will soon be gone. And the things we cannot see will last forever. Father, I want to thank you for this precious morning. Thank you, Lord, for you children that are here today. We pray that, Lord, by your grace, you'll use me, Lord, to speak thy word to your people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know that the world that we all live in is consistently continuing to be filled with hopelessness, discouragement, disillusionment, despair, and defeat. And it's so possible because of what's happening all the time around us. It's, it's very, very possible for people to give up, to get discouraged, to get disappointed. Today, coming all the way from Kofu, <laughs> Uganda, that famous village, I'd like to share with you that whatever happens, don't give up. Don't give in. God is faithful and he is on your side. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 6-18 reveals to us the secret to staying encouraged in the Lord. I want to focus specifically on verse 16 which says that is why we never give up. When you look at that text from KJV, KJV says, for which cause we faint not. Literally meaning, we do not lose heart. It is in this text that Paul, the writer of this book, reveals to us that secret to not losing heart. The secret to not giving up. The secret to not giving in. Allow me to base on this particular portion of scripture this morning to share the word of God. I'd like to preach on the thought, do not give up. KJV, as it says, for which cause we faint not, we do not give up. There are those moments when you feel so discouraged. There are those moments when you get to the boiling point. And if you are such a person, I want to believe that you are interested to being encouraged. You are interested to being motivated and in having hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, because he is our only source of hope. So the Bible says that Christ in you is the hope of glory, meaning outside him there's no hope. But it is only in Christ that we find hope, we find encouragement. So when you look at verse 16, part A, it makes an amazing statement. I want to repeat the statement. It says, 
For which cause? We fade not. That is why we do not give up. I want to qualify this as an amazing statement. The word faint refers to a failing of the heart. So the phrase can be read this way. We do not lose a heart. In other words, regardless of what comes our way, your way, don't give up. Don't give in and do not give out. In that present day and time, it's so easy to lose heart, isn't it? So easy to give up. It is so easy to come to a place where you are ready to throw in the towel. Lay down your burdens and just quit. Very possible. It seems to me, just from reading what the Bible says about a life, Paul, that it would have been easy for him to lose heart. But he says in verse 16.8, we faint not. That little phrase is in the present tense active voice. Paul is saying, I never lose a heart. He is not bragging. He's making a simple statement of fact. He has discovered a spiritual secret that enabled him to stay encouraged, to keep going in the midst of so many troubles, so many challenging situations. He was able to pick himself up and keep going because he had discovered a secret because he had known that no matter what goes around and in him, Christ Jesus was on his side. And that same Jesus is on your side this morning. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, he says, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, and so much that we despaired even of life. Let's look at Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, and hear again what Paul is going to say to us. It is chapter 11 of Second Corinthians, verse 23 to 29. Are they servants of Christ? I know. I sound like a madman. But I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been wet times without number, and first death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once... I was torn. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night on a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers, but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights, 
I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray and I do not burn with anger? If I must boast, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows I am not lying. When I was in Damascus, the governor and the king Aratus kept guards at the city gate to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape from him. Despite of all the trials, the tribulations, the burdens, Paul was able to say, I never lose heart. The world has continued to change many times and many ways. And sometimes there are those moments when you find yourself in a fix and have that question, why me, Lord? Yes, it is you, because he knows he has the ability that he can give you to overcome. So keep going. Don't give up. Stay focused on the Lord. Challenges will come, yes. Burdens will come, yes. Troubles will come, yes. So what do I do? Stay focused. Don't give up. Trust the Lord. Amen. And by his grace, you'll overcome. There are times when leaving troubles and affections behind seems like the best option. And yes, it should be. It should be the best option. Because in him, we live and move and have a being. Amen? What we have is a living hope that is from the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And the other thing I want us to pick from this portion of scripture, part B of verse 16, is a related struggle. I have already said, it is so easy to lose a heart, isn't it? So easy, very easy, all the time. Because the things that we hear, the things that we observe, the things we've gone through, can easily push us into that corner where you say, Lord, I'll walk with you normal. I'm fed up of this. Of course, we've seen many friends abandoning their walk with the Lord, giving up because of what is going on in our world. The reason it is so easy is found in verse 16. It is identified as a common struggle that we all face. The struggles that we face in Uganda are the same struggles that you face. Amen. The magnitude may be different, but it's the same devil causing them. Amen. So, Paul says, though our outward man perishes, the reason it is so easy for us to lose heart is that the outer man is perishing. 
The outer man has so many challenges. He's faced with so many troubles. This outer man refers to the fleshly part of us. It encompasses both the body and the mind. That's where the troubles come from. The battles we fight are around there. The result of aging in the body and sin in the mind conspire to strip away joy, hope, and peace of heart and mind. We are told here that the outer man is perishing. So the word perishing means to rot, to ruin, to corrupt, to be destroyed. The word destroyed seems to fulfill the intended meaning here. The same word is used in a few other important verses. These verses drive home the power of the thought. Sell your possessions and give to those in need. This is Luke chapter 12, verse 33. I'm using the NLT version. This will store up the treasure for you in heaven. And the passes, poses of heaven never get old or develop holes. The treasure will be safe. No thief can steal it and no moth can destroy it. This particular verse, the word get old or develop holes is the same word that is translated perish when you use the, the, the KJV version. Like moth can destroy clothing, the outer man is being eaten alive every single day. I am a pastor, and over the years, I've sat, sat around believers, friends, Christians, who, who are struggling with some life challenges, maybe a sickness. In my culture, in my culture, the way we look at the challenges of life is totally different. It's like when I'm struggling with this particular sickness or disease, and I get to a point where the medical isn't giving me the answer. So I begin to think, maybe my friend, maybe my auntie, maybe my family background is causing all this. But the reality is, this flesh, this body will always have challenges. Does God hear when we, when we pray to him? Yes, he does. But there are those moments where he says, my grace is sufficient. Amen. The one thing that is so encouraging is that these bodies are like clay jars. But in the clay jars, we have this treasure. And the treasure we have is Christ Jesus. As long as we possess this treasure, this glory that comes from none other than Christ Jesus. Amen? So as we face the challenges, we get the courage to keep going, to keep trusting. Even if this body fails, we have a living hope. There is a better life after this life. Say amen to that.
Hallelujah. So we want to bless the Lord God for his word. So as I've said, I want to look at chapter 8 of Revelation, verse 8 and 9. NLT says, Then the second angel blew his trumpet, and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. One third of the water in the sea became blood. One third of all things living in became blood. One third of all things living in the sea died. And one third of all the ship on the sea were destroyed. So the Bible tells us here that God will cast a great stone into the sea. And one third of the world's ships will be capsized, consumed, destroyed. Same word every day. The outer man is being destroyed by the pain, the problems, the burdens, and trials that are thrown against it. So there's a battle going on in this outer man. Amen. The reason we are so prone to lose a heart is because our outer man is being destroyed, is being corrupted and ruined every day. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer man, our body, our brain, our lungs, our liver, our heart, our muscles, and our bones are wasting away. Are being destroyed. Are being eaten away. Are being capsized. Are being consumed. Are being whipped out. The destruction of the outer man comes from two sources. Amen. When I talk about the outer man, you know what happened when Adam get it, got it wrong. And made that opened up all these challenges that we face in life. But thank God for Jesus Christ because he is the hope of glory. Amen. He's got a better and actually the best plan for our lives. There are two sources where the destruction of the outer man comes from. Number one is the fallen in nature. The whole natural world is under the curse of God because of sin. The world is under the curse of futility, pain, suffering, corruption, and death. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 22 to 23, that for we know that all creation has been grounding as the ground of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believe us also ground, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for that day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. Amen. So all of us, there are those moments where we feel like it's too much on us, too much pain, too much pressure, too much despair. Amen. That's, that's going in and around us. That's the world we are living in. Amen. Anything can pop up any time, but we have that hope. 
Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, it says, reminds us that we have this treasure in even vessels. We have a treasure. Amen. That, that is, we will live our outer days in fragile jars of clay. And one day, the vessel will crack. It will break and we will fade away. That is the nature of life. Amen. You know, as being a pastor, some may think that when you pray and God does not answer the way they want, in my culture, people say, this pastor is not anointed enough. He cannot heal even this simple disease. Maybe it is God's will for you to go through that simple disease. Amen. Hallelujah. So, let us know that we carry these clay jars. But the beauty, the most important thing, in that clay jar, make sure that that life in, is in you. That treasure, and the treasure is Jesus Christ. Because when you came to him, God spoke life in, in that treasure. He spoke light in that treasure. And you carry that treasure in you, wherever you go. Whether going through pain or what, you have a treasure. And that treasure is Jesus Christ. I mean, so forget about all the pain, the troubles, and focus on the treasure. I mean, and this takes me back to Genesis where, Jesus, where God spoke. When the earth was messed up, the first thing he spoke was light. He said, let there be light. And the Bible says, there was light even before the sun, the stars, and the moon were up, there was light. Amen. As long as there is that light in you, don't give up. Amen. Do not create whatever sort of excuse. Just keep your eyes on this treasure that is in that vessel, that clay vessel. Sometimes you may be having those cracks somehow, somewhere. I mean, because situations change in a time. Challenges come our way in different measures. But the beauty, we all possess this treasure in the clay jar. I mean, so that jar can crack anytime because of the world we are living in. Because we are, here, we are in that fallen nature. So that clay can be attacked. But what makes it different for you and me is the treasure that we possess. Amen. And we bless the Lord. So if you have lived, when, when I was here, I think I was really a young man. <laughs> now that I've lost more hair, <laughs> my children have grown big. Jessica's now 18. I'm a father to an 18-year-old. Now I know. In those days, red was red, black was black. I now understand there are those gray moments. The great moments to cry out to God, Lord, why don't you do this? And he says, 
my grace is sufficient. Stay calm. I am in charge, not you but me. Keep your focus on me, not on anything else. Amina, now I know. <laughs> those days, I used to have those, uh, those lenses of interpreting every situation as though it's demon-related. But now I know. Certain things, God allows them to happen. Amina, not that in every situation I have to break and cast and destroy. No. <laughs> I have to let God be God. And that takes a bit of patience and growing in the word of God. Amen. And that helps us to keep going and trusting. So, the Bible reminds us in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 7. Let me just turn there. I didn't capture that in my notes. Chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 7, it says, Do not let the excitement of your youth cause you to forget your Creator. Honor Him in your youth before you grow old and say, Life is not pleasant anymore. Remember Him before the light of the sun, moon, and stars is dim to your old age, old, old eyes, and rain clouds continually darken your sky. Remember Him. Before your legs, the guards of your house start to tremble. And before your shoulders, the strong men stop. Remember him before your teeth, your few remaining servants. Stop grinding. And before your eyes, the women looking through the windows see dimly. Remember him before the door at your life's opportunity is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first sheeping of the birds, but then all their sounds will grow faint. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worrying about danger in the streets, before your hair turns white like an almond tree in bloom, and you drag along without energy like a dying grasshopper, and the no longer inspires sexual desires. Remember him before you near the grave your everlasting home, when the mourners will keep at your funeral. Yes, remember your creator now while you are young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowels is broken. Do not wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the, and the pulley is broken at the well, for then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God. Who gave it? We have an opportunity to love God. We have an opportunity to give our best to Him. Because there are those days, there are those moments. I mean, you know how life starts. That time comes when you, when you get to the peak of your life and begins to go down. Amen. So in those days, as you are still young, energetic, let us not forget to love God. Let everything that is in you give honor to God. As long as there's still life in that body, use it to serve God. 
for the glory of his name. Someone one day will share testimony about your life. Amen. I can tell you, there are those moments when I felt beaten. And you know, I said a message, Pastor, said, hey Samuel, how are you doing, my friend? That gets me excited. <laughs> Sometimes I just judge something to lean. You know, you know when, when you, of course, our world is a bit different. So the magnitude is different. So there, you get to a point when there's, it seems like no one is there to appreciate the work you are doing. You know? So you feel that you are down. So when you, you jot maybe to Pastor Ken, Mama Val, or Lynn, uh, or, or Jason, you say, hey, Samuel, my friend, how is okay? Yeah, thank God, there's someone who is walking with me this journey, and you keep going. We need that. We need that. Amen. We do that to encourage someone, and God will receive that glory. Because someone will be asking, how can I do this? You can do it by speaking life in someone. A word of encouragement, a word of hope in someone's life. And that will help them to keep going and glorifying God. Amen. So now, the body you carry around has its challenges. And they will always come. Amen. So let us keep building, let us keep walking. So as I've already said, that this outer man is perishing. This outer man is dying. He has a potential to rot. He's broken sometimes. He's reigned. He is in the process of being destroyed. And the problem associated with the destruction causes us to lose heart. Let us be aware of this man that we carry around. He will face those challenges. Amen. Let us be aware. So when they come, there will be, there will be nothing new to wonder about. Just know, okay, now I'm aware of this natural body has its challenges. Therefore, let me give, give all to him and focus on him. He'll hold me out. So the other thing is the fallen man. Besides the natural, there's also the fallen man. This is another element in this world that causes us to lose a heart. That is, the natural is without, is within, but it's just with other fallen man who's without. The people you walk, you work with, sometimes they cause us to give up, to lose heart. If this fallen nature doesn't get you, fallen people will do. Amen. Here I speak as someone who has really faced some challenges <laughs> in life. And I know it is true with all of us. The foolishness of a fallen man causes him to get drunk. They drive cars and kill someone's child. We've seen that. They cause accidents because of the, 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 that nature in them. The fallen nature causes terrorists to go into shopping malls and kill people. It's like they are heartless. It keeps disturbing me. But what is in the world where we live? You wake up one morning, someone has burned that mom and the child to death, and you wonder, why? Why is this? It is so because that's what they are. Fallen men. 
They are heartless. They have no connection with Christ to what we expect. No things will happen. I don't understand it, and I will never understand it, but it will happen because I've seen them many times in my world. Isn't it? You also have experienced these things, and those questions keep, down, keep coming. So fallen people let us down. That's the world we are living in. Fallen people hurt our feelings. We've done so many good things for people. At the end of the day, what the results you get is not what you expected. So what do you do? You've got to understand that is the world we are living in. Fallen people fail the Lord Jesus. Fallen people hurt us physically. They attack us. They attack us verbally. They attack us emotionally and spiritually. And this causes us to lose heart. Sometimes you can even, because of that, you can say, no, to that one, that door is closed. I'll never talk to you no more again. Amen. But you carry a treasure in you. And this treasure is going to be shared with the fallen people, the heartless, those who disappoint us. Because we have this treasure in us. We've got to give it up to other people. So that one day, maybe by the grace of God, they'll come to discover how loving Jesus is. Amen. It can never happen. And that's why sometimes Jesus lets us to you know, go through the challenges that maybe our challenges, as we walk and overcome them, will be a testimony to them. And also, no, I want to get what you have. I saw you going through this stuff. I was sharing with my friend Jason as we are coming that COVID affected us so much. To an extent, the people we've worked with, people we spent a lot shaping, you see, Pastor, I can no longer be able to work with you again. Why? You have no resources to keep us going. Ah. The next day, another one says, you know, I'm also going. Say, what am I going to do, Lord? <laughs> there was a time when uh, staff were resigning because, of course, our resources were so limited. You know, what has, what, of course, what has been going. And I got so broken. And for a week, for a full week, I was just sleeping down in the launch, saying, Lord, what am I going to do? Because they've been working with, those have been giving me courage, have all left, what, what am I going to do? But thank God, along the way, he brings, in the midst of those challenges, he brought a young man from northern Uganda, and this guy has stood with me, really. He has stood because I got a point where I could, not, I could not even mobilize teachers. He said, Pastor, don't worry. I'll get teachers. And thank God, we are now back. <laughs> and the work is going on. And we got, God is so faithful. And that helped me to appreciate God's word. I now know it is possible to be disappointed. And God is there to pick you up. He knows when to bring the right people encourage you. Amen. 
So, Paul's experience in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Verse 8, 8 to 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 to 10. Let's see what Paul experienced. He says, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. This is a testimony from Paul. So his experience is our experience too. It's so easy to lose heart when life and people turn against us. It is so easy to come to the place where you just want to quit, but you do not have to. You do not have to be defeated. You do not have to become just a figure. He was one of us. You don't have to be that number, just a figure. You don't have to be one of those people who used to work with Jesus. You don't have to be one of those people who used to go to church. You don't have to be one of those who used to be faithful. Let God be God in your life throughout your life. Amen. As people give up, please don't. Stay the course and God will receive the glory. So you can reach a place where you do not lose a heart. You can reach a place where you can press on in spite of what presses you down. You can echo the incredible statement of Apostle Paul that says, we never give up. We fade not. Amen. Whether it is coming from within or without, don't give up. One day, one day, you will appear on the judgment seat of Christ Jesus, where he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. You know why? You were able to endure all the pains, the disappointments, the disillusionment, the defeat, the despair. Now you are right before him. And you know what will happen? We'll give you that crown of righteousness. Hallelujah. Be blessed of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you, Samuel. Why don't we all stand? Um, worship team, you can come. We, we heard about not giving up. We heard about keep to the importance of keeping focused on, 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 on the Lord. And whenever I hear about, you know, being focused on Christ, you know, always there's a story that comes in my mind. And the New Testament, the story of Peter. You remember when uh, they were in the middle of the storm, the disciples in their boat. 
um, and Jesus went to them, walk, walking on water, he went to them, and, uh, and Peter asked Jesus, if it is you, just, you know, ask me to come and to walk in water like you are doing, I'll come to you. So Jesus invited Peter, said, come on, come to me. And then we read that Peter started to move his first steps in the water. And the Bible says that until he was focused on Jesus, the waves were not touching him. He was not disturbed by the circumstances around him. But the moment he lost focus on, on Christ, and, and he started to focus more, to look more about the circumstances, that was the moment where he started to, to go down. And, uh, yeah, so I think we, there was a strong invitation maybe to some of us here this morning. You feel like giving up. You feel like it's too much. I cannot do it anymore. I cannot carry on like this. But the Lord is inviting you to keep focusing your attention on Him. He's saying to you, look at me. The situation may be tough. I know it's difficult. I'm not pretending the situation is not there. I'm not pretending you're not going through what you are going through. I'm not pretending that you're not, you're not feeling pain because what's happening around you. Nevertheless, keep on looking. Keep looking on me. Keep looking on me. The Lord wants to give you strength this morning. The Lord wants to give you courage. The Lord wants to give you the capacity of, in spite of the situation, to keep on walking until the day when we will see Him face to face. Until the day where all the trouble will be gone, all the pain will be gone, all the sufferings will be gone. And we will spend eternity with Him. But until that day comes, let us just focusing ourselves, let's focus on Christ. Let's walk together this journey of faith. And if it is you today that you were crying out and say, Lord, will you give me strength today to face my situation, to walk in my situation? Just why don't you raise your hand and just as a sign of saying, Lord, it's me. I need more strength. It's kind of getting difficult here, but I need your strength. Why don't you just raise your hand? Call out to the Lord. And He will give you all what you need. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because we are not alone. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are always with us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word today. We thank you for how you're inviting us to, to look at you. We thank you for how you're inviting us to keep on walking. We thank you for the examples of people that are already around the race. We thank you for, uh, because we are not on our own, but we have each other. But even more than that, we have you, Lord God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, for how many people today, this morning, are here in church, but maybe their minds and their heart is somewhere else because that situation is too difficult. The pain is too much. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to run. Holy Spirit, I pray for these hearts right now. Have your ways in them, Lord. Break any wall, break any chain that is stopping them from seeing you, Lord God, and give them strength. Strength to move forward, strength to, uh, to keep on walking in you, towards you, Lord God. So we thank you, Lord Jesus. 
because we are not alone you are always with us we thank you lord jesus we praise your name thank you jesus hallelujah we thank you lord god hallelujah because yes one day we will see you face to face we will rejoice for you for all eternity what a day that day will be lord and we thank you lord god we thank you for this morning we thank you for your presence here among us we thank you for samuel lord we just want to pray that you will keep on blessing his life his ministry back in uganda that you will provide resources ideas lord strategies lord in order to keep on blessing and increasing what he's doing there lord we pray for all the children that he's looking after for the families they rely on the work that he's doing there in uganda we just pray lord god that you will give favor favor to him favor to careful kufu and to all the people who are involved with the ministry there we thank you lord god for this morning we pray uh, for the week ahead we pray that you will bless each one of us that you will follow us with your love with your protection wherever we go we thank you lord god in jesus precious name amen amen please do stay for a coffee also don't forget next week next saturday is the last saturday of the month we're going to meet for prayer seven o'clock in the calf uh prayer room we're going to call it the prayer room the war room so please do come put it down in your on your on your diary we're going to meet for prayer next saturday seven o'clock god bless you